Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, you're addicted to Dynasty. I am too. My name is Justin Christopher and I'm a Dynasty Freak, which means I love drafting and trading and scouting and managing all my teams 365 days a year. So do you. So let's talk some Dynasty here at the end of the season, episode number 215, kind of a year in review, presenting my awards, year-end awards to different players. Just a fun way to end the season. But before we do that, man, we have to say, what a wild season. Uh, thank God that Damar Hamlin is recovering quickly and can talk to his teammates. Uh, that's the latest from the time that I'm posting this at least, um, recording this at least. Uh, hopefully by the time uh, you guys hear this, there's going to be even better news, uh, like even maybe impossibly being released from the hospital. But from a fantasy perspective, man, there could be no more complicated way to end the season you know, than to have that game get canceled, its points erased, and then the decision to not make up the game. I agree with the decision, you know, by fantasy platforms just to call the championship games over after receiving no points in the from the Bengals and the, and the Bills. It's definitely how it should be handled in big money leagues, but in leagues where managers are you know know each other, I feel like more relational leagues that I commish, however, we took a different approach and we are going to allow the Bills and the, the Bengals players eight to week 18 stats to be added back to week 17. So we're going to see how that goes. Again, I'm recording this on Saturday. I'm hoping that it doesn't really make a big difference in any of the games. There's no dispute in my relational leagues where we've chosen to do that. Um, what a difficult time, you know, to be a manager. It was a, a sad and strange way to end the season, but it sure was a fun and entertaining season for sure, as always, to end the season. I thought it'd be fun just to present some year-end awards, you know, to players to reflect on this year and maybe give me a chance to just share briefly about some of the dynasty values of players as a result of these awards. So... I've got nine of them here, uh, just for fun to end the season. Here are my year-end awards from 2022 season. We'll start with the breakout player of the year. Uh, my candidates for breakout player are Jalen Hurts, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, and TJ Hawkinson. Uh, Jalen Hurts averaged six more points per game than he did last year, and he finished as the QB1 in average points per game. Then Josh Jacobs scored almost 100 more points than he did last season, finishing as the RB3. And Tony Pollard far outweigh, outperformed Ezekiel Elliott, finishing as the RB7 in total points and averaging um, and, and number seven in average points per game. And then TJ Hawkinson, man, he finished the season strong as tight end number two after exploding after he traded, was traded to Minnesota. Among these great candidates, though, I'm going to name Jalen Hurts as the breakout player of the year. Hurts improved his completion percentage by six points this season. He would have shattered his rushing yards and touchdowns from the previous season had he not been injured the last two games of the season. Uh, he made a leap and is a bona fide starting quarterback now, answering all doubters for sure. By drastically improving the season, he's moved up to number three in my quarterback rankings behind Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, congrats to Jalen Hurts for winning my Breakout Player of the Year award. Now we've got the Surprise Player of the Year award, a little bit like the Breakout Player of the Year, but I'll call this the Surprise Player of the Year. My candidates here are Geno Smith, Jamal Williams, Jarek McKinnon, and Juwan Johnson. Uh, Geno Smith did more uh, more than win the starting job in Seattle. He surprised everyone by finishing the season as the QB5. And again, I'm talking all these stats uh, go up to week 17. I don't know what happens in the week 18 games uh, because that's when the season ended in week 17. And I'm recording this before the Saturday games get started. But in that time, Geno Smith, amazing, quarterback number five, 
Then there's Jamal Williams. He was a re- as reliable of a touchdown scorer as we've ever seen, uh, leading the league with 15 touchdowns and outscoring teammate DeAndre Swift by 45 points. Then out of nowhere, there's Jarek McKinnon, who ended the fantasy season on a hot streak, scoring eight touchdowns in his last five games of the season. And then Jawan Johnson scored a, uh, a touchdown every sixth catch that he made this season. Scoring touchdowns uh, definitely made for him being a tight end uh, that, you know, converted from wide receiver. He was definitely a surprise, uh, surprise player. All these are deserving candidates for this award, but I think I have to name my surprise player of the year to Geno Smith. Uh, his age 32 year, he took the world by surprise, and no quarterback in the NFL has ever done that at this age, doing it like he did. Uh, it's a no-brainer winner for me. What a surprise. He's the surprise player of the year. From a dynasty standpoint, let's talk rookie of the year. This is a much harder choice. Uh, my candidates for rookie of the year are Kenneth Walker, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, and Christian Watson. I'd give an honorable mention to Brees Hall, who probably would have won the award had he just stayed healthy at the pace he started the season. But uh, here are my candidates. Kenneth Walker, he did have a slow start, but he ended the season well. He led the league in explosive plays by running back uh, by the end of the year, uh, as R- in the end of the year's RB number 19. On the other hand, Chris Olave didn't take time to get started. He was super hot to start the season, but he cooled off considerably at the end of the season. But still, he ended up as the wide receiver 25, three spots behind Garrett Wilson, who ended the season as wide receiver number 22. And there's Christian Watson, who is more inconsistent than Olave and Wilson, but with a stellar four-game streak, you know, weeks 10 to 13, he showed that he is a starting wide receiver in the NFL and can be a massive weapon for the Packers. It's pretty hard to pick a winner between these four, but I chose Kenneth Walker, who has the most average points per game among these rookies. All four players are big plays waiting to happen, but Walker was tied for, uh, for uh, fourth with a 20-yard plays, uh, rushing plays, and then tied for third with most 40-plus yard rushes. Uh, all dynasty managers should be pleased to have all these playmakers on their team, but I think Kenneth Walker narrowly beats them out as the rookie of the year. Um, a lot of good rookies in this class, so it's going to be fun. What about veteran of the year? For veteran of the year, uh, my candidates are Tyler Lockett, Devontae Adams, and Travis Kelsey. I selected only players who are 30 years old or more, so quite limited the you know veteran pool quite a bit, but it made these vets, these three in particular, rise to the top for this award. Tyler Lockett finished the season just outside the top 12. He was wide receiver 13, scoring 181 points with his new quarterback, Geno Smith. Then there's Devontae Adams. He had his new quarterback, too, Derek Carr, who played far worse than Geno Smith. Still, Adams could not be stopped. He finished the season as a wide receiver three and scoring as many points as he did in Green Bay every year. Pretty ridiculous. No one thought that would happen. Then Travis Kelsey, he completely obliterated the rest of the tight ends this year. No one was even close. He scored 84 more points than the wide receiver two, TJ Hawkinson. Uh, this award has to go to the ageless Travis Kelsey, in my opinion, who scored the second most fantasy points of his career in the season, in, the, in you know just regular season, fantasy season. Unbelievable. Uh, even though he's 33 years old, every year analysts predict his downfall, but every year he dominates and stays healthy. And like I said, the second best year, uh, regular season of his career, pretty ridiculous. He's the best t- fantasy tight end of all time, in my opinion. Let's talk a couple more here. What about bounce back player? Bounce back player. My candidates for bounce back player are uh, Saquon Barkley, Travis Etienne, Cam Akers, Evan Ingram. Saquon Barkley, he bounced back from several you know injury-plagued years to become the RB5 this season, uh, which could have even been better if the coaches had not really decreased his workload significantly near the end of the season. 
Travis Etienne, he returned from his ACL injury to become the Jaguar starter, even pushing James Robinson out of the lineup and moving him in a trade to New York. Uh, that was pretty wild. Uh, he struggled with consistency, but he had a string of game-winning performances and finished the season healthy as an RB16. Then there's Cam Akers, whose final numbers don't look as great as Barkley's or Etienne's, but his late-season push proved that he's fully recovered from his Achilles injury, scoring six touchdowns in the final last fantasy games of the fantasy season. He proved that he's ready to be the future back for the Rams. Pretty exciting. Then Evan Ingram. Uh, he was not returning from injury, but he was seeking a new start with a new team, with the Jaguars, and he had the best season of his career besides his rookie breakout season. Uh, certainly earning a new contract with the Jaguars or perhaps another team. We'll see what happens. He bet on himself and, and uh, became one of my favorite bounce-back players. All these players deserve a hand. Give them a hand. They came back, and they've given their dynasty managers renewed hope. But I think I'm going to give this award to Saquon Barkley, because he was the most productive of all these candidates this season. Hopefully all of these men can maintain their health and see their dynasty stock stabilize. Pretty exciting to have them bounce back. This is a fun one from a, from a dynasty perspective. I'll, I'll give this award the in-season waiver wire player of the year. The in-season waiver wire player of the year. My candidates in this go to Latavius Murray, Zonovan Knight, Juwan Johnson, and Deontay Foreman. After Javante Williams was injured, dynasty managers ran to the waiver wire to pick up either Mike Boone or Latavius Murray. And Latavius Murray was the Bronco to add because he became a viable starter in deep leagues, averaging about 10 points per game from weeks 6 to 17. As for Zonovan Knight, he surprisingly burst on the scene after Michael Carter and James Robinson battled their injuries behind Brees Hall, who was lost for the season. Knight's flash was much shorter than Murray's, uh, but he shined bright for three weeks with 13 points per game before he kind of faded during the last two games of the fantasy season. And like I already mentioned, Juwan Johnson, he saw limited snaps all season, but he was a great red zone target. Um... I have, him nominated, I have him nominated for this award, award because I don't believe that he's going to be a long-term starting tight end uh, in nine-ups for dynasties. Then there's uh, Deontay Foreman. Uh, he was added off the waiver wire after Christian McCaffrey was traded. Uh, he had several highly productive games, you know, following several complete duds, so very up and down. He was hard to start at the end of the season, but his production was uh, pretty solid for a few weeks there. It's pretty close given these guys, and but I'm going to give it to Murray. Uh, Murray was the name, you know, the, the guy that I added to my waiver wire and most of mine when, when we went to the waiver wire for this year. Murray was the player that I added and in most of my deep leagues. He was kind of a steady guy that I've started every week that was kind of provided a safe floor. Uh, those 10 points is kind of the last flex spot on my roster. And so he gets the best in-season waiver wire. Now let's talk a little bit different, though. A different way to look at it would be the award for the Dynasty Waiver Wire Player of the Year. So players that are really going to affect Dynasty rosters, not just help for this season. My candidates here are Isaiah Hodgins, Jalen Warren, Brock Purdy, and Chig Aconquo. Uh, After signing with the Giants midseason, Isaiah Hodgins worked his way into the starting role and became Daniel Jones' favorite uh, target by the end of the season. Coach Dayball knew Hodgins from his time with the Bills, and he believes that he can revive Hodgins' career in New York, I think. Then there's Jalen Warren. Uh, he was not drafted in most rookie drafts, but was picked up by managers in the preseason in most of my leagues. I picked him up in almost all of my leagues when it became apparent during the preseason, that he was the Steelers' best back behind Najee Harris. Then there's Brock Purdy. He was definitely a late-season pickup in Dynasty Leagues after Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt. He surprised everyone by leading the team to five consecutive wins to end the fantasy season. Uh, he has a chance to become the 49ers starter next year, too, making him a massive steal for managers who had enough fab uh, to pick him up in Superflex Leagues. Congrats if at that point in the year you had enough fab to pick him up. That was pretty incredible if you end up landing a starting quarterback. We'll see what happens next year. Then there's Chigaquanquo. 
who was drafted in a few of my leagues, but he was available on the waiver wire in most. I added him in most of my leagues. Uh, he never dominated, you know, had a dominant game, but he flashed during several plays throughout the season. At one point in the season, he led all tight ends in yards per target. Uh, he showed enough to make me believe that he can become a productive starter for the Titans in the future. Tough call on this one, um, because I nabbed almost all these players except for Purdy, who I couldn't afford at the time, so I like all of them. <clears throat> Won't be a popular take, but I think I'm going to name Isaiah Hodgins as the Dynasty Waiver Wire Player of the Year, because he has less competition to really become the top wide receiver for the Giants, whereas Warren you know, has Harris in front of him, uh, Purdy still has to beat out Trey Lance, uh, Chig is likely to earn a starting role too, but I think I'd rather have the upside of a receiver than a tight end on most of my teams. So Dynasty Waiver Wire Player of the Year. I'm going to give it to uh, Isaiah Hodgins. A couple more, two more here. We'll start with the sad part, the most disappointing player of the year. My candidates for the most disappointing player of the year, there could be a lot of them, but I'm going to name uh, Justin Herbert, uh, Alvin Kamara, Michael Pittman, and Deontay Johnson. Justin Herbert, you know, finished as a QB 12 since he played, you know, every game, uh, you know, never, never got injured. But he was 17th in points per game, which feels a little bit more accurate for Dynasty Manager. who had him in, as a starter every week. He just really had a lot of dud weeks. Then there's Alvin Kamara, who finishes the RB20, but he scored 40 fewer points than he did the last season and 150 fewer points than he did the season before that. Uh, Kamara's on a downward trend after his career-worst four-touchdown season. Pretty bad. Michael Pittman was affected by the terrible quarterback play for sure but he didn't overcome it on his own. Uh, he only scored three touchdowns and had one of the worst yards per target among starting wide receivers in the NFL. And then there's the crazy Deontay Johnson set an NFL record for the most targets and catches without a touchdown. He didn't score a touchdown all fantasy season despite having 137 targets and 84 catches. All these players uh, disappointed dynasty managers this season for sure. But still, I think this award deserves to go to Alvin Kamara. He deserves the most disappointing award because of his lousy season and the sense that he might just be over the hill and Dynasty managers can no longer have high expectations for him. Pretty sad. Uh, he's definitely the most disappointing player in my eyes. And then finally, uh, on a positive note, the most valuable player. My candidates for MVP are Patrick Mahomes, Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs, and Justin Jefferson. Uh, Mahomes was as consistent as it gets all year. He ended the season as a QB1. It doesn't feel flashy because his production is just what Dynasty managers have come to expect every single week and every single season. Then Austin Eckler, he finished as the RB1 after catching 103 passes and scoring 18 touchdowns, 13 on the ground, 5 in the air. His involvement in the passing gives him, gives him one of the safest floors and highest ceilings every single week. The running back one, amazing. Then there's Josh Jacobs, who you know took the new offense in Las Vegas and took it by storm, having the best year of his career by far, finishing as the RB3 which far surpassed his expectation. Dynasty managers who saw him as maybe a fringe wide or running back two on the rosters heading into the season were treated to a top-tier RB1 season, and that carried them far further than they expected. Then there's Justin Jefferson, who blew away the competition to become the highest-scoring wide receiver of the season, building upon his breakout rookies and sophomore seasons. Uh, he's done better every single season. He had a career high in catches and yards, and even though he didn't get in the end zone as much as we would have liked, uh, he confirmed that this season he is the top-ranked rookie, or top-ranked uh, wide receiver in Dynasty. All these players deserve this award, and three of the four finished as the highest-scoring player in their position. Still, I'm going to give the award to Josh Jacobs. I think he deserves it because he added the most value to teams this year, while other candidates just pretty, pretty much did it well, close to what we expected. I never believed in Josh Jacobs myself, 
Um, but I was proven wrong this season, and it's going to be an exciting offseason to see where he goes because he is in his year-end contract. And so we'll see if the, the Raiders sign him back or if he becomes a free agent. It's going to be a pretty wild offseason to see what happens with him after such an uh, MVP season, I'll call it. Hope that was fun for you. Just kind of wanted to reflect on the season. Fun way to think about it that way. And hope that now we can make this transition to the offseason. It's uh, fun to be a Dynasty Freak because the offseason is going to be really fun. I'm going to continue with podcasts on other related subjects to players and now start to look at the rookies as well. My rookie rankings will come out the week of the Super Bowl, so that's going to be fun to uh, do some studying in these next couple weeks and release those. And it's going to be fun to play in several different uh, playoff leagues in fantasy. That makes it fun as well. Anyway, that's a wrap for this week, my freaky friends. Thanks so much for listening. Make the two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at DynastyFreaks at gmail.com. That's DynastyFreaks with two E's. I'm much better on email than I am with Twitter, so contact me that way. Again, I'd be honored if you take time to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. That means a lot to me. Thanks for listening. I appreciate your support. I want to become your most trusted, independent voice in the Dynasty landscape. Until next time, you know what to do. Go out there and get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin.